And what's happening, good people? You are tuned in to the Talkology Lab. I am your host, China Escobar. And today we're going to be talking about abortion. So we're going to be talking about abortion. We're going to be talking about what is abortion. What are the statistics for abortion? And should there be a difference between moral decision and legislation? And we're going to get into that right about now. All right, everybody. So let's get started. Um, First, before we kick off anything, I want you guys to subscribe to my channel and also turn on your notifications. That way you'll get updates on when I have my next show posted. And that's if you're watching on uh, YouTube, because, you know, the relationship series is often posted on Wednesday, but it could be Wednesday or Thursday. That way, at least, you know, when it's posted. And of course, you'll be kept up to date on every Saturday when I post these shows, my main shows. So follow me or subscribe if you are on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, Google Music Play, tune in. (laughs) All right. Appreciate it. Now, today we're going to be talking about abortion. Uh, I didn't really know how to broach this subject simply because I um, didn't want to really get into the laws that are being passed, like in Georgia, in Alabama, what's trying to be passed in Texas, which is absolutely crazy. I'm glad that it didn't work. Um, But because of all these changes and some of these laws that seem unconstitutional because they're a little bit more, a lot bit more now for those states stringent than what's happening. Um, you know, than what the federal government has allowed for a lot of times we tend to just hear the repetitive rhetoric and go along with whatever's being said, or we have some type of feeling towards, uh, this, abortion one way or the other and we don't know the exact statistics we don't know the information that goes along with the decisions that we're making we just a lot of times we attach it to our moral beliefs or religious beliefs and then that's that instead of actually taking the time to get some information and then make an informed decision not just have an opinion you understand what i'm saying So we're going to kick things off with just some definitions, a little bit of information, a little bit of statistics, and then let's decide, should there be a separation between moral decision and what we decide as legislation, moral decision being based upon just ourselves and what applies to us and what we would like to see applied to our inner circle versus what we think should be applied to everyone by law, Okay. So abortion, the definition of abortion is the deliberate termination of a human pregnancy, most often performed during the first 28 weeks of pregnancy. That's what an abortion is. An embryo is an unborn, unhatched offspring in the process of development in particular in a particular human offspring during the period of approximately the second to eighth week after fertilization and after which it is usually 
termed a fetus. So after the eighth week, we call it a fetus. And then a fetus is an unborn offspring, often a mammal, in particular an unborn human baby, more than eight weeks after conception. The distinction between an embryo and a fetus, it's made based on gestational age. An embryo is an early stage of human development in which organs are critical and body structures are formed. An embryo is termed a fetus beginning the 11th week of pregnancy from which the ninth week of development after fertilization of the egg. Very technical. My question would have been before I read this next segment. The question to myself was, at what age can a fetus survive as a baby outside of the uterus or outside of the womb. And doctors consider 22 weeks to be the earliest gestational age when a baby is viable or able to survive outside the womb, but is still extremely premature. And a baby born at this age will need a great deal of medical attention. Even if he or she survives, the risk of permanent disability is very high. And then it starts to break down the percentages of the likelihood of survival. So it's like 20 to 35% for babies born at 24 weeks. And then, of course, the longer that it's the baby is in the womb or in the uterus or wherever the baby is inside of the mother, um, the percentages grow. So it goes from. 20 to 35 percent to 50 to 70 percent and then 90 percent as far as 90 percent is uh at 26 to 27 weeks most likely to survive and then the and then when can a fetus feel pain is at 20 weeks all right so that's just some quick information about a fetus and about the embryo and all that good information that most of us probably, I know I didn't know. I had to actually look it up. And it is, um, I think, important when we talk about abortion. Because at anything before 22 weeks sounds like, to me, a baby needs the, or a fetus needs the mother because the fetus is not fully developed. The fetus cannot survive on its own. So the mother is the host to the fetus. Anything after 22 weeks, at least 24 weeks to be on the safe side, a fetus can be born into this world and be a baby. And a baby has a, at least 20% chance of survival. And that is the difference. I think. Right. So then I started to think, all right, so then what is abortion looking like in America? And the statistics that I found were from the CDC. They are as late as 2004 and as early as 2015. The information that I'm giving you here. So in America. The majority of the of abortions happen with 20 to 24 year olds at closely followed by 25 to 29 year olds. So in your 20s, 
is typically when you're going to see abortions, and that accounts for a little more than 58%. All right? And then they asked why. Now, a lot of times people don't actually answer the question, so there was some room for other, and then some people just gave no reason because in certain states they ask the questions, but they give them the option to say no reason. Um, So... 25% said not ready for a child. 23 said can't afford a baby. 19% said done having children. 8% don't want to be a single mother. 7 not mature enough to raise a child. 4% said it would interfere with education or career. 4% said physical health problems. 3% fetal health problems. And less than uh, a half percent were a victim of rape. Um and then they have less than 0.01%, but that was just in Florida, was a, as a result of incestuous relationship. So then I wanted to look at what is the time frame that the majority of women are having abortions. And less at six weeks or less is 34.2%. That's the bulk of when most abortions are happening. So... If you live in one of these little heartbeat states, most of you guys will make the cut under that 34.2%. And then the other people at 7, 8, 9, 10 weeks, 11 weeks were at 13.8%, 13.3%, 8.9%, 5.6%, and 4.7%, respectively. And then only 1.3% were at 21 weeks and above. Only 1.3%. The majority of the, the people most likely or the women most likely to have an abortion, you're three times more likely if you're on Medicaid to have an abortion. Um, you're also 3.5% more likely to have an abortion if you're a black American compared to white Americans. Um, this information spoke volumes to me, all total spoke volumes to me when you start thinking about the laws that they're inflicting now, right? Because even though 34.2% people would have been safe if the heartbeat is detected at six weeks, because it can't heartbeat detection can go up to 11 weeks, but I don't know if it's heartbeat detection slash six weeks, or is it just at heartbeat detection? I didn't look too much into it because I was already against the bill because the bill in Georgia had some other things also attached to it that that could put you in a, in a predicament under manslaughter for something that you didn't even know about. They don't care, right? I think that we as Americans love to put people in jail for any and every reason. Everything isn't a jailable offense, even though in today's society it is. I think that instead of always looking to remedy a situation with jail, we need to first look at, well, what the hell caused this situation in the first place? And abortion is not something that 
to me, we should be looking to criminalize the person who is seeking it. Mainly because I don't think that the government really should have any say so over what you do with your own body. All right. There's no law, nor has there ever been a law that would jail a man or suggest that he have a vasectomy or not even suggest, but mandate that he has a vasectomy if he continues to have children that he cannot or will not support. So how are we in the same likeness going to try to dictate what happens to the bodies of women? And I am not, my moral choice is not for abortion, but my, but my moral choice and what I believe should be legislation are two different things. It's like with, with this whole, with this whole United States was supposed to be, you know, like founded on the separation of church and state. You understand? So I don't mix the two. Sometimes they are one and the same, but they don't always necessarily have to be because what I deem right for me, I don't necessarily inflict on someone else. You understand what I'm saying? So for instance, let's let's stick with talking about, you know, this abortion or abortions in America and why it shouldn't be criminalized because it's just another reason to stack bodies in a system that is getting cheap labor. Like you putting people in prison is, is a business. That's money. You understand what I'm saying? It, and it doesn't have to be. That's number one. And number two, you can't tell people what to do with their bodies technically, ethically. But the reality is we don't even own ourselves because if you have a birth certificate and social security number, you're still practically owned by the state. That's why they can make such a law. Right. But the 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 fact of the matter is a baby or a fetus or an embryo is not a, a fully functioning baby until at least 22 to 24 weeks. So anything before that is really the mother's body. Because after that, she could have the baby and give the baby up. She could say, you know what? If this if this baby is supposed to be here, take the baby now. And if the baby makes it, great. I mean, not, just saying. They could say, you know what? Once you reach a certain amount of time, you have to keep the baby. And then you can give the baby up at adoption. And the thing is, I just want to know. It's not that... That's going to make it more feasible or less feasible or, you know, for legislation to, you know, intervene. But there comes a time where we're talking about pro-life, but there's no there's no real recourse or real action for people who are having kids. And why would you force someone to have a baby that they may not be able to take care of, don't want around and all these other things that can happen. You say, well, they could just have the baby and uh, give the baby up for adoption at the end of it. Well, if they, from the point that they were, they knew they were pregnant to the time that they actually had the baby, never wanted the baby. Sometimes I feel like you're still putting the baby in jeopardy in the womb. Why 
go through all of that. But when does someone's personal decision for their own body have to be legislated? That makes absolutely no sense to me. I still can't wrap my head around it. And even though I'm not even for abortion, that's not even my aim. That's not even my game. I don't, that's not my bag. That's not something that I get into. That's not something that I've ever had, nor would I have unless, you know, it was a medical necessity or that something was terminally or something wrong with the fetus. You understand what I'm saying? But that's, I still don't stand in judgment of women who make that choice. I just question. I have questions for women who make that choice. And that's just because I want to know and understand. But it has nothing to do with should they not. Because that's, that's what makes the world go round. If you, if you get what I'm saying, we are all not going to be the same. We're not all going to agree. And we don't necessarily have to. But when we're talking, but when people start to say that if you have an abortion, that's murder, it's murder. If the baby can survive outside the womb, I definitely agree with that. But if this fetus is basically living off of the host and the host doesn't want to be pregnant for whatever reason, if you can't put a mandate on men getting women pregnant there should never be a mandate on how a woman chooses to rectify her situation as well yeah we got laws for child support but life is more than child support you can make a man pay child support or put his ass in jail but that is not enough for a child even men and even then it's the minimum is only based on minimum wage and minimum wage ain't nothing. But if I could pay you less, I would. But the government says I got to pay you at least this. That's what minimum wage is. And then you get a percentage of that and give it to a kid. And then if a man is like, you know what, that's all I want to do. I don't want nothing to do with this kid. That life is more than just money. You can give all the child support in the world, but if you a, a kid gets sick, a kid has to has to get clothes on, a kid needs to learn and be educated and taught. And I'm not even just talking about sending them to school because a lot of people just get kids, put clothes on their body, put food in their stomachs, send them off to school. And that's that. And life is way more than that. Look around and see the product of just getting by or just giving the kids stuff listen to art it'll tell you what we've done wrong art is a reflection of reality music is a reflection of reality and if you don't get that part man you are totally lost in the whole scheme grand scheme of things people are out here voting on being able to tell people what to do with their bodies they're only dealing with the symptoms and you're not dealing with the issues. I just read to you the damn issues. Because we're having little humans and you're not putting anything inside of their heads, inside of their bodies, inside of their minds, giving them something to, to put their feet down firm. Because when I looked at the number of abortions and then the fact that many women... 56% of the women who have abortions have only had an abortion once. 
but there are women who've had abortions three times or more because some women are looking at, there are some women who look at abortion as a form of birth control. And then there are 51% who use birth control, whether oral or contraceptives, and they still, 51% still got pregnant because there's no contraceptive alive or made that is 100% effective. They have failure rates. Okay? So you have people who do the things to try to prevent pregnancy. They still end up pregnant. And so you know what they say? I cannot have a baby in this moment. I need to get an abortion. And they do. Some women say they don't want to have a they don't want to have a baby being single. And it's not just the singleness. It may be the fact of who they got pregnant from is probably not going to give them any help. And any single mother out here knows how hard it is to raise a kid. It's hard with two parents involved. And then you want to complex it by a man who don't even want to be involved. Because guess what? Nobody Nobody tells somebody that, you know what, you had this kid, you made a kid, sir, you need to come take care of this kid, let this kid live with you, and you need to raise it. I've never heard anybody say that. You need to raise this son. You need to raise this daughter. You are the daddy. Be there. What kind of daddy are you? You don't want to take care of. I mean, I, I've hear, I hear it, but I'm talking about in a way that sounds like, you're supposed you're the dad you're supposed to raise the child you're supposed to nurture the child everybody thinks that oh that's the mother's job a mom so if a mom has a baby a mom has to raise it she's the one so if you've given her all of that responsibility then she's the one who should be be the decider of whether the, whether she keeps a fetus or not you can't be double-minded a lot of people y'all y'all just want to y'all want everything to bend your way I want to make, I want to be able to do this on this side, but no, I don't want to do it on that side. It, nothing in this world works like that. This, this is called balance. You do something on one side, you got to do it on the other side. You cannot put all the responsibility on the woman to raise the kid, but yet, but you can't make that decision on your own. You can't make that decision on your own. You can't make that decision for yourself. We're going to let the state make that decision and unfortunately the majority of the people who making those decisions are men who can't have babies no way will die trying you understand many more men will i don't know how many more men gonna die trying to create a womb for a man you'll die from this day forward trying to do it because you can't mess with nature that's just what it is right you got these men trying to make these decisions for women because they can't have babies. Because I guarantee you, if a man could have babies, abortion would never be something that the state would regulate. Because there's no laws where the state regulates for men only. Even with rape. When you talk about rape, rape laws are centered around really women. Because men, they don't think about a man being raped. Look at the even that law in North Carolina that everybody's so up in arm about that consent. You and it says a woman cannot withdraw consent because when they think about rape, they think about women. Everything else is for men and women. Murder, stealing, whatever. All of that's men and women. But there's two laws in particular that are really centered around women. 
And I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you that it's a slippery slope when you start to infringe upon things that affect your choices as a human being. Because once you start down that path, it might not matter to you because you're like, oh, I don't get abortions. I don't want abortions. I'm not for abortions. And then as that thing starts coming and creeping up, I promise you, it always comes a rap tap tapping at your door. It's something. It may not be abortions. It may. It may be. It may be something. But it's next thing you know, it's at your front door. It's infringing upon your right. And now you want everybody else to pay attention when you were so blatant about abortions or blatant about whatever whatever your right is to do as a human being yes anything after 24 weeks i think is now you're you're infringing upon a child's rights a potential child once it actually can be born outside of the outside of the womb yeah now you're talking about something different especially since a fetus can feel pain as early as 20 weeks but when you're talking about anything before that, anything before 20 weeks to me is irrelevant and it's a woman's choice. Yeah, that's where I feel 20 weeks. Anything after 20 weeks, you need to just wait seven more weeks and then you can give up the kid. Anything before that is your choice. And then the legislation shouldn't be uh, on the on the woman. It should be on the people that's performing the act, not on the woman. That still doesn't because if if I go anywhere and they turn me down, I can't do nothing. Now, if you can prove that someone harmed themselves intentionally in order to try to get rid of a baby, then that's criminal. If you went to a place with a medical professional and they performed a procedure and you and it's against the law or it's illegal, then they should have criminal charges pressed upon them. It's a business. But I'm tired of us stacking up bodies in these private funded prisons in order to make money on top of money and then try to hide it under the guise of legislation and then using your moral decision to to back something that has nothing to do with you get your ass out of people business you talking about pro-life and you don't give a damn about life because a lot of you people who talking about y'all pro-life will then turn around and also say i like dogs more than people so listen i'm not even going to get on a high horse my ultimate decision is to separate your moral decision from what you think should be legislation and also take the time to get information and be informed so you can make a an informed decision because a lot of people do stuff in the name of religion that's wrong makes absolutely no sense so don't bring religion into that don't do it that religion is personal so keep it personal all right that's my opinion. That's how I feel. How do you feel? You can leave your comments down below if you're watching on YouTube. But if you're listening to this podcast, 
you can also go to the website or you can go to one of my social media platforms and leave your opinion. You can follow me, all right, on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's at the Talkology Lab. And you can also, like I said, go to my website and leave your opinion there at www.thetalkologylab.com. It's below. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. This was a pretty heavy topic. I know I probably went a little bit longer than I normally do because I just wanted to get that out. I want folks to kind of like just think for yourselves for real for real not listening to empty rhetoric you know what i'm saying and also tune in every wednesday or thursday to check out the relationship series every saturday to hear my main topics and if you guys have any questions or comments you can leave that if you're on youtube leave that in the youtube comments or send an email through youtube or you can like i said go to my website do that there or go to my social media platforms I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Talkology Lab. It's your girl, China Escobar, and I'm out.